Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Second Act Actors, the podcast that celebrates people who've made a major life or career change into acting. I'm your host, Janet McMorty, and I was originally and still am a medical doctor and decided to pursue acting. Today, my guest is Hassan Joseph. He is a software manager turned actor, and we talk about everything from fighting logic to surrendering control to wearing a loincloth. Enjoy! so curious to hear about your first career and then how that shift happened when you started wanting to do some acting. Sure. So I guess I'll start from the very beginning. My parents fell in love at such a young age. Um, and then I was a result of that. Uh, I, I'm originally from St. Lucia, the Caribbean island, for those who are not aware. It's very beautiful. You should visit sometime. When you grow up on a small island in a developing country, you have very limited options. So it's pretty much you work in the industries that are available to you, and that's generally going to be the tourism industry, uh, banking, or a doctor, or a lawyer, you know, the standard professions that you will find in other parts of the world. And so, you know, growing up, my goal was never to do anything in entertainment. It was more like get a good job, you know, in one of those industries that I mentioned, you know, make money, get a house, wife, blah, blah, blah. Um, fast forward, I came to Canada for school. This was a complete surprise, a very unplanned. Um, and uh, I did my education in, in commerce in out in New Brunswick. And so still not a lot of exposure, I would say, to, to entertainment out there. And then I moved to Toronto, and I, uh, after graduation, I, I started working in, in financial services at a bank. And then while I was at the bank, I didn't feel great. Like, I, I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel happy. So uh, while I was at the bank, I actually networked with people that I met there. And so through that networking, I ended up getting into uh, a company that is, which where I am now for the last four and a half years, uh, software implementation. And so I've been doing that for the last four and a half years. And it was actually December 2020, um, when, you know, the first wave of COVID and all the lockdowns that happened, that, you know, I really sat down and just took stock of just everything, right? And, you know, I asked myself, do you really want to be known as the guy that sat behind his desk all day doing this stuff you find you don't even find it really exciting anymore it was getting a little tedious and it it wasn't bringing me joy you know I, i always felt that there was something else out there that i could be doing i tried you know more software development that that didn't work out so i said to myself you know what let me try something that's a complete 180 from what i've been doing these past few years and so i decided to try acting I think the main reason I wanted to try it was because I love watching shows. I love trying to figure out the story before it happens. I love watching what the actors do and how they're impacting the audience. I, I, I'm probably the most boring person to watch movies with because 
I'm not excited about the action. I'm more excited about what's that person? How did that person pull that off? Like, this is so... How did you convince me that this was real? <laughs> so that's what I'm more interested in. And, and so I took my first acting class in February of last year. And um, I just, I never looked back. I really enjoyed it. And I think the thing I enjoyed about it the most was the fact that it's dynamic. It's not like my job where I'm very focused on a particular task or, you know, my, the parameters of my work is, it's very limited. I can only do what I'm doing, right? I can't just tomorrow I can do marketing or next week I can do accounting. I'm only focused on that. But I find, in, you know, during the acting classes, you can be anything. You could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be a police officer, you could be anything you want. And I think that's what really got me and kept me going and, and trying to to move forward in this industry. Were you always interested in film and television? Like, Do you remember that when you were growing up? Whenever I watched anything, movies, TV, I again, I wasn't focused on the content. I was more focused on how do they do that? Like, let me, I want to learn how this is being done. But you grow up on an island where this doesn't exist. And, you know, my imagination was pretty much the extent to which I, I could, you know, understand it. And then I never gave it much thought afterwards because you grow up and you get a real job. And you, and until I really actually, took time and I, I thought back to those years where I was actually very curious about how those things worked and and how people got into acting and how do these movies get made and how does this even happen and I, I guess that that kind of partially drove me towards acting it might have been a subconscious thing because I could have done literally anything else I could, I could have probably taken up dancing or Anything else, but for some reason I picked acting. So, what do you think it was about the performative aspect of acting that you like? I mean, because you know, just being in the entertainment industry, how it all works, the behind the scenes stuff. There's producing, there's directing, there's all this stuff. Was there something that really pushed you towards the performance part? Yes, actually, it was the performance part because I, you know, there are a few actors that I had really lo loved watching. I loved watching Denzel Washington. I loved watching. Leonardo DiCaprio, I loved watching um, guys like The Rock and watching and, and just looking at them. Um, the Rock, for example, he came from wrestling and wrestling is scripted, as I learned much later in life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they did that. It was so well done that I believed it like most kids would have. Um, and then you watch him in these movies where he played, I think it was the game plan where he plays this you know, it's it's a comedy where he plays this kid's dad and he's very lighthearted. And I'm like, this is not the same guy who was talking about whooping ass in the ring. Like, how, what, what happened there? What was this switch? And you watch movies with Denzel where he's in training day. He's the bad guy. And he's just like very different from where he is in other movies where he might be playing the good guy or even, you know, a, a more tempered character. I think that one of the things that interested me the most was you know, that, that switch, how do they do that? And how do you do that without, basically, it's how, like how you and I are talking. There could be a camera behind me or behind you, and we could be actually in a show or a movie having this conversation. And they do this. And that was fascinating to me because how do you, how do you go on basically acting like this is your life when it's actually not? And so that's what really got me, that performance aspect of it. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
what what you were saying about your job before you started acting, you kind of do the same thing every day. Yeah. You know, there's no variety or variation, like a little bit, but nothing like the dynamic aspect of acting. Was that terrifying at the beginning? That was the cool part. The terrifying part was actually doing it for other people to see. <laughs> to me, I love the fact that there was variability. The terrifying part was doing a part for the first time ever because I had never done anything like that, right? And you're in a class where there are people who have had experience, who have done on-camera things, who have been taking classes for years. And you, in the back of your mind, you feel like they're judging you. And I feel like I thought for a second, I said, man, I've, I wonder if those you know, actors that we look up to today, if they felt like that the first time they went on camera where you know, they feel like the world is going to be watching this. How do you maintain that composure and freak out at the same time? <laughs> So that's a special skill. It is. And I think, you know, they, and you and I met through Michelle's class at LB and she always says, you know, acting is that private moment, but in a public space, right? Where so many people are watching you have this very intimate connected moment, which is so surreal and so not real life. Like where else does that happen? The job that you had prior to moving into acting, I know you still do it. You're simultaneously pursuing it. How have you found that's benefited you? in your acting career so far and in the classes you've taken and the performances you've done? Great question. So it's not just my job, everything, every aspect of my life I have reassessed and looked at it and said, wow, this, this is actually something I can use as part of my acting. Like I said, I grew up on an island. That's an experience not a lot of people have, right? We grew up with not very much. That's an experience a lot of people don't have. I came to school here as an international student. That's not a lot. Of, and, you know, I don't I never really thought about those things as life experiences that I could apply to acting. I just thought about it as like stuff that happened and I got over it. But, you know, th those are things that are experiences that a lot of people don't get to have. And, and so even in my work where, you know, I, I started off from the bottom and, you know, moved my way up into leadership in the four and a half years. That's an experience in itself because, you know, I never imagined that I could do that. Working in, in tech, working in tech as a black person, working in tech as an immigrant, working in tech as somebody who, you know, I don't have connections or anything like that. Like this is, this is hustle that got me to this point. This is all stuff I can use to build a character. And I never realized that until I think it was the audition class where you and I we're in and and Lewis gave when when Lewis was giving the advice and he was like, you know, don't focus on what you're saying, but why the character is saying it. And I think at first I focused too much on the words and not necessarily the feeling that why the character would say stuff like that. And and then I thought back and I said, well, it's because of the experiences of this character and how can I bring those experiences that I have had to this character and tell this story a little better. And it's interesting when I've been chatting with people who've done similar things to yourself, you know, starting acting later on in their life after having a journey through life, basically. And they've either been told one of two things and it's either, oh, you're too late. Sorry, you didn't get to go to theater school. There's tons of other people who actually got to go to theater school and now you're behind. So you need to catch up. Or they've been told, thank goodness, by a great teacher or whoever, like Michelle or Lewis or whoever, 
oh my gosh, this is really exciting that you're acting because you have so much of a life to pull from. And it uh, just can bring so much confidence. And like you were saying, vibrancy to a character that nobody else can do. Yeah, I mean, a 20-year-old acting is grabbing stuff out of the air. They're imagining that this would happen to them. But a 40-year-old acting has had years of experience of things that they could you know, find similarities between themselves and the character they're playing. Is there anything you found really surprising about the entertainment industry since you started? There are a lot more people in it than I thought. (laughs) Isn't that great? I always thought that for whatever reason, I don't know if it was my ignorance, I always thought there were like a limited number of actors, but there are so many actors to the point where it's it can be disheartening and i did struggle with that a bit and you know when i was taking classes and just seeing all of the breadth of experience people have had and and you know i i, I had a little bit of that self-doubt that you know maybe i wouldn't be successful in this maybe i won't make it because there are so many younger people like you said younger people people who have more experience and then i said to myself you know what man i've done things that people can't even imagine doing. I've experienced things that people could not imagine experiencing. And so I will go, you know, all out and get what I need to get. I know what it's like to hustle and do all these things. So I'll just use that instead of doubting myself before I even get to that point. So I think that was the biggest surprise for me was that the sheer amount of actors that are out there and not obviously not everyone's going to be, you know, the, the next big thing thing you know not everybody can be that but the parts that you can play still make a difference i think there there's a misconception that if you go into acting you must become the next leo dicaprio or whatever you don't have to be you could literally just support on a show and and your character's story could still touch somebody without having to be the big name on the on the screen right that redefinition of what success is within the world of the entertainment industry for sure. That mindset has to have come exactly what you said from your life experiences. Like I'm sure, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like I'm sure if you were a 20 something, that wouldn't be the case, right? And I see that a lot with people who are second act actors. It's more of a realistic, realistic mindset because you've lived some before. And I'm not knocking on people who are 20 something and going to theater school. I mean, I'm a little bit jealous of them, but <laughs> but yeah, I think we're a bit more realistic when it comes to that. And I think, you know, finding the joy in other parts of the acting world as opposed to like booking the large massive role and making the big bucks needs to happen otherwise you just to get deflated. I think it's resilience that's really the important factor here, just knowing that hey, it's not going to come right away. It'll take 10 years, it'll take five years. You know, I came to Toronto in 2013 and I didn't, I didn't become a a leader until 2020. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, it took me seven years to, to even get to that point, but you know, I still stuck it out and worked hard and did what I had to do. And, And I think, you know, the same can be said for acting. I'm starting out now you know, I may not get a lot of roles or even a lot of big opportunities right now. But if I keep going, if I keep studying, if I keep practicing, that day could come. 
Or it couldn't, but as long as I'm prepared, you know. Yeah, and I think as long as you're enjoying the learning part of it, joy needs to come from things like the classes and the people that you meet and et cetera, et cetera. I remember when you and I were chatting about, I don't know if you remember this, but like when we were chatting one of our like side chats on Zoom during our class, I think it was about script analysis. A process. It check boxes. Yeah. Yes, Hassan, I feel the same way. I can analyze a script till the cows come home and I'm like, look at me, I analyzed it so good. But now I don't know how to act it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I don't, I don't, I don't get the parks. I know how to write notes. Dang it! <laughs> Did you? Was that was that a tough transition for you? Oh my god, man! Was it ever a tough? Transition? I still struggle with it to this day. I've done auditions and I didn't get responses back. And I look, I think back to the auditions. I'm like, did I do this character properly? Because you, you know, you you, and I think that's just the nature of 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 our jobs in our minds that I've developed over the years is, you know, there must be a way to do something. There is absolutely no way that this is completely random. There is a sequence of steps that need to be taken in order to get this. <laughs> I need logic. Yeah, I, I want the logic behind this. So for example, like, for example, is there a key word in the script that I should be looking for that tells me, ah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I think to be honest with you, that's the joy of it. That's 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 the the most exciting part is because you it's like you throw everything you know out of the window and you start from scratch and actually and i think i told you this i took improv classes um at second city and that improv um, class demonstrated to me that you're better off just doing what feels right than trying to do what you think is going to work for others. So one of the things they always say is make a choice and stick to it. And so I think what, you know, and again, that's just from the nature of, of my work is I'm always looking for different scenarios, worst case scenario, best case scenario, all the risks. I analyze everything before I make a decision. Even before I send an email, I have to read it five times and maybe this word might be mistaken. You know, they might not take it how I said it. But with the script, it could just be whatever choice. If you think that the character should be this very angry person, that's the choice you made. And then, you know, if it works, the casting director will, taking you, indicated that that worked. If it didn't work, then you might think, okay, well, the next character I do, I might, I might do a little different. I might do, you know, a little softer character or something like that. And that might be what works. But I think that's 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 both the most annoying and the most exciting part is that acting is just random. There is no there is no series of steps. It's just so random. <laughs> it's terrifying and the most exciting thing because you can't control it. And I think we both have careers where we need to control stuff because if you don't, like you're saying, risks occur and we want to mitigate risks as much as possible. So you follow the algorithm, you follow the steps. And to just not do that and it actually be beneficial to throw that all away, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. And I'm the same. It took improv classes and I need to take more of them to be like, calm down, just let it, just let it go and do it. Just do it. It's hard when you want to find that word in the script and then you're like, I found it. Do I get my prize? I found it. Check the box. What do I get now? And everyone's like, nothing. You get nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got nothing. Actually, someone else did it better than you. And we took them instead. 
that's where I think like you were saying the world is so random, but you have to find the joy and not the frustration in the randomness of it for sure. Otherwise, we'll just you know might as well go work somewhere else. I mean, you will you will lose your mind. I think, and I, I think that I. I I would like to think that's what makes the most successful actors, actors who are so confident in the choice that they've made to the point where, you know, it's they're almost pushing that confidence onto you as the audience. And I was even talking about this to a friend this week. How do these actors, the, the really good ones, how do they push that feeling onto you? And I think that's what we've been trying to learn in acting class you know, when we did the thought, feeling, behavior, action, how does an actor take their feeling of sadness in the, in the, in the moment in that scene and push it onto you? It's so powerful that you're feeling it. You know, it's not real. You know, in the back of your mind, it's not real. It's this person's acting, but it's so powerful. And they're so confident in this feeling that they're making you feel it. Now you cry. <laughs> like, why am I crying? <laughs> and experiencing, yeah, what they're experiencing. And I don't know if that's a teachable thing. I think it's confidence. I honestly think it's just it's just the, the point where you just don't care. It's breaking down, yeah. Breaking away from the restrictions that we put on ourselves. Yeah, because we think, because, you know, you and I will think, oh, man, you know, there's too much risk. But for them, it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just, I don't care what anyone says. And then it, that feeling, they're just... It's like it's coming at you through the screen. Like, I just don't care whatsoever. And then you're like, I feel this person's pain. Why? Why am I feeling this person's pain? Do you feel the more that you've, and I know you're still simultaneously doing your job, but the more that you kind of are doing things like acting, does that infiltrate into your, I think you already mentioned that, that infiltrates into your life too, right? Not like just kind of a bit more relaxed, casual attitude. Have you noticed that? What I have noticed, though, is the more I do the acting classes, the less I want to do my actual job. <laughs> so I would say my the acting classes do not impact my work. I think my work impacts the acting because the, what, it, what it's also allowed me to do was observe how my conversations impact others. When you talk to a patient, for example, the way you say the message can dif- you know, make the feelings of the patient differ. If you say it in a way that it's con- you say it cons- with concern, they might feel concern and they might feel like, oh my God, am I going to die? But it's just the way you're saying it. So now I'm more aware of my conversations with people now, especially being, you know, having direct reports, how I speak to them and the words I use and the, and the language I use. How does that impact this person? And then if I see, okay, whenever I speak this certain way, my direct reports tend to, you know, they tend to pull back or they tend to be less energized or maybe, you know, they feel sad. That's something that makes me feel, okay, maybe for that, maybe I I should change the way I'm speaking because they might misconstrue what I'm saying. But that lights a bulb in my head that, wow, okay, I guess this is a way I could use a character. If I'm trying to make you know, someone feel a certain way, maybe that, you know, that, that feeling I had or that the way that I said this and the way that I did this, this can apply to a character I might be, I might want to work on later because, you know, I did it this way and it impacted five people. And it's not a great way to, to get practiced, but 
we use we use what we have around us to to help us, right? Yeah, I think you know you could like you're basically living in a in a lab where you're working on a hypothesis. So let me try it this way, and let me try it that yeah. way, and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think no, no shame <laughs> doing that. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> the more I thought about acting, and the more I, I took classes, the more I realized that there is a very genuine opportunity here. Because if I were to even have a, a, sem a semblance of success in acting, I could actually demonstrate to people who are from where I'm from and say, hey, it's not, there's not just these jobs. You could actually be an actor. You could do whatever you want. It's not, you don't have to wake up in the morning and go work at the hotel because your mom said, go work at the hotel and make some money. You could actually be something else. And I think that's, you know, demonstrating to, to others know that that there is more than just that because nobody told me that i again again i saw them on tv and i thought this was just like a special group of people like there were only 10 actors out there <laughs> but just you know joining and taking classes and seeing how big the the acting world is uh, and the opportunities that are available i think that that's that's what really encouraged me to keep doing it Oh, that's great. I get chills. And I always go back to Michelle in her acting class. She always asks people why acting at the beginning, right? The answers are always so varied and stuff, but I think that's such a such a great reason. Not like there's a bad reason. There is a bad reason if you want money. <laughs> <laughs> if you want money. Well, yeah, if you want money, just, yeah. But I think that's just such a lovely... A lovely thing, and also that, that paying it forward aspect as well, too. Um, you know, kind of honoring where you came from and where you're going. So what? tell me what you're most excited about right now. It's a new year. Is there anything that's exciting coming up for you? I'm excited to talk to agents, finally. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, 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 I will compare it to maybe doing an interview mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's really you're, you're interviewing with them to see if they'll take you on and if you are a good match for them. So at first I was pretty, I would say, nervous about it because I was like, oh, I'm new to acting and oh my God, the agents will think I'm this lunatic who wants to be part of their agency. And then I said to myself, well, you know what? I've done job interviews scarier than this, so I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. And so that's one of the things I'm excited about. I have a, I have a mentor through LB. So we've been in communication since she started with me, which would have been probably July or August. And so she's still working. She's still a working actor, actress. She and I are going to have a, a meeting next week, and we're going to talk about goals that I would like to accomplish for the year and how she can help me with those goals. And I think what I'm most excited about is just, you know, seeing what, what new opportunities are out there. You know, whether I get an agent or not this year, that's negligible. I'll still put myself out there for auditions, but I'm just excited to, to keep going and um, keep learning, keep meeting new people. I meet new actors all the time for whatever reason it's so random like i met you know i don't know if i told you guys on my way back from saint lucia actually no i didn't tell you on my way back from saint lucia i sat next to amy joe johnson on the on the plane you know in october no way yeah oh my gosh. i sat next to her and i was like i didn't know who she was until she told me her name and she told me she was in flashpoint but she never told me she was the power ranger the pink ranger so we had this. Full she probably loved it. She's like, "Yay!" I know we had this full conversation. We went to the carousel to pick up our baggage. 
we're talking and then it's when I go home and I look her up like, oh my God, <laughs> she is an icon. <laughs> when I speak to younger people through mentoring or, or networking sessions, I tell them, honestly, the worst thing someone can tell you is no. If you email them and you say you you say hi or you do whatever and they tell you no, just move on. That's it. There's There's a billion other people out there. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And in our case, as we've noticed, there are. There are billions of actors out there, too many. Do you have any favorite moments so far in your career from either class or auditions or anything like that that stuck out to you as fun or funny? I did my first on-camera thing, I guess, last year in October. It started at 7 and ended at 7. That's the longest day I've ever worked in my entire life. The worst part about it was I was in a, lo- a loincloth the whole time because I was doing this documentary on, on slavery in Canada. And so I was one of those people who were like the one of the warriors. So And it was cold. Like, this is October. And um, I'm in this loincloth all day. It was hella uncomfortable. But I met so many other, you know, actors. And, and I got to watch the scenes, how they were recording the scenes. Just seeing those things for the first time, working behind a green screen, seeing the camera on the track and it moving forward and backward and watching yourself on the little monitor, trying my best not to watch the camera. <laughs> I, you know, for the, that was for me was so cool to see that. And I just getting a taste, I, I think that made me more excited because I just got to see how the whole thing worked and I got to watch scenes um, while I was you know waiting for my time. I got to network and, and meet with the director, the directors, I guess, to hang out with the makeup people, the hair people, and everyone was just so cool. And and like you said, you know, you, you, you're an actor who comes to the set, whatever the person's job is, you have to respect the person, man. And I, I was, you know, I went around and I thanked everyone after, at the end of the day, I was only there for a day, but, you know, I went to costume, thanked them for the time, went to makeup, thanked them for the time, whoever I could find. Um, just, you know, just thank them because although, you know, we were only sitting maybe there for a minute or two, but, you know, it, at the end of the day, they, they, they've been doing this for hours and hours for days. And so, you know, just showing them a little gratitude, I think goes a long way. And so for me, um, I think that was that one day, although it was long, it was, it was very exciting. Oh, that's great. Do you know what the documentary is called? Are you allowed to say? BLK and origin story. I think it's supposed to come out in February. What is something right now? Doesn't need to be related to the entertainment industry or anything like that, but just something in your world right now that's getting you excited, that's keeping you fired up. There isn't anything happening right now that's getting me fired up. I think what's getting me fired up is the potential for things to happen. Just seeing what's uh, what's out there, seeing the opportunities that are showing up in terms of auditions, in terms of shows and movies and things starting up. And so many people are getting opportunities to do things now. I've watched so many shows and movies where it's literally brand new actors. These people have been in maybe four or five other things, and here they are in this like Netflix show or this Disney show, and like this is this is potential right and this could be me or this could be you or this could be you know any any new actor and so i think that's what's keeping me fired up that the potential for for what could be i would love to have days on end where i don't have to sit at my desk all day and i could actually work on practicing scenes i would love that but i don't have that i don't have that luxury right now and i'm saying to myself man if you know if acting was just the thing i was always doing and i had all this downtime i would be 
reading up scenes. I'll be looking up stuff, trying to practice, getting other actors. Let's let's practice together. Let's critique uh, critique each other because you have the all that downtime. You have time to work on your craft, and then when the next audition comes, whether it's in a couple of weeks or a month, you have you're a little better than you were when you know when you did your last audition. Preach. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> it's a very long. <laughs> Very small words. <laughs> I would put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> People need to hear it. What would your parents, loved ones, or guardians, how? what would they say you do for a living? How would they describe what you oh do for God. a living? They don't even know. They just know software. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Most people, yeah, and that's most people's answer. They're like, I don't know, computers. They just say, I, I think they asked me once, and I said, well, I was a software implementation consultant, but now I manage a team of software implementation consultants. And like, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So software, so software. But I, I will add to that. When I started taking acting classes, I did tell my parents what I was planning to do, and. Again, I, like I said before, I come from a small island. I come from a, a, a culture where it's very restricted, you know, opportunities. And I actually got the most surprising responses. They were 100% supportive. My dad literally said to me, well, I think you should totally do it because I think you'll be good at it. And then my mom said, oh, I can't wait to see you on TV. <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, most parents would probably say, uh, no, you've built this career for so many years, you better stay in it and, you know, you're giving up too much. But, you know, they were they were very, very supportive and I think they realized that um, you know, there's a lot more going on than what they were used to when they were growing up and, and when I was growing up. So, um, I think that's opened up you know, their eyes and I think that's and, and you know, they, they've been very supportive. So maybe one day um, when I ask them, when they get asked, what do I do? They will say actor. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so, well, I'm so glad you're getting the support. I mean, I, I think that's a big, a big part of, you know, the transition from one career into another or like the simultaneous doing of the career, right? Like you've built up all this, this life, this legacy, this debt in some cases, you know, and you've worked really hard and a lot of times worked really hard in your quote unquote glory years. And now what do you mean you're going to throw that all away? Yeah. So I think that's wonderful to get the support from people. That's really got to bolster your confidence. That's great. Do you have anything else you'd like to add or promote? Honestly, I would just love to shout out the LB team. Uh, I would say it's the, stu the studio I did all my acting classes in from the very beginning. And, you know, Michelle has been very supportive and, and she's you know, always tried to push me to do better and be better. So I, I you know, I, I, I love that. You know, also Second City, you know, the, the improv class was, and I had to do a showcase on Zoom. So that was that was weird. <laughs> but, Isn't it terrifying? It's the t most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life is improv. Yeah, I was so... Uh, and, you know, there are other people there. And I was just... I looked at... Because you could see yourself, right? And I was like, why do I look awkward? Stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was terrifying. But very fun. Everyone, uh, I guess that's that's been supportive so far. My mentor, Karen, and, and everyone else. And uh, even yourself, you know, all the advice you've given me and, and, and sending me templates of what to tell uh, agents and stuff like that that's that's all been pretty helpful so, so i think this last year was a very great introductory year to acting and i'm looking forward to to what this year will bring knowing a little more and, and having a little more experience 
I'm so excited for the year for you as well, too. I mean, you are so talented. Um, I think any agent will be so lucky to have you on their roster. I'm excited for you to just to just grow. I'm excited to see you on my TV. Thank you for tuning into our conversation. And thank you, Hassan, for being on the show. I love what you said about how we can bring our logical minds to acting, which can be a blessing and a curse. It can be really scary to surrender control of the logic and give in to the randomness that is the entertainment industry and acting in general. On the next episode of Second Act Actors, I talk with a casino manager turned actor, director, producer, and writer about chance meetings, transitions, and her hit TV show, Pink is In. I hope you'll join us. Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Thank you.